Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Marcus Rader. How are you, Marcus? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure. Yeah, I don't get to speak honor, to a lot yeah. of uh, podcast hosts from, uh, from Ontario. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's great. It doesn't, we, we don't really get any guests either. Um, you know, mostly they're, uh, you know, Europe, uh, we get Australia, America, uh, but not much uh, from, from Canada. So it's great to have you. But we always like to begin with uh, giving you the stage and kind of introducing yourself in your own words and what you do. All right. Thank you. I'll, I'll be happy You're to welcome. do that. My name is, uh, is Marcus. Those from the, from the industry, which I'll get to soon, they know me as Marcus from, uh, from Hostaway. That's the, that's the brand. Um, uh, Hostaway provides uh, vacation rental software, and it's uh, it's really that that simple. Um, you know, we're we're a company. We're seven years old, um, and we used to have all these pitches to investors and and difficult problems and solutions, value propositions, ICPs, and so on. But it's to to break it down. It's really simple. We got vacation rentals out there. We got people who operate them. They need a platform to run their business on we sell that platform. And the problem that it's solving is literally the need for, for software. It's, it's very hard Management. to describe until, it, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's very hard to describe to someone who's, who's uh, never walked or never used shoes, but it's a bit like when it's rainy outside and, and you want to put shoes on. And your problem isn't that it's raining or that it's cold or that there's glass on the street. The problem is literally that you need shoes. And the solution yeah. to that isn't to, you know, wait until it stops raining. No, the solution is simple. It's shoes. That's, that's yes. what we provide. And we're, we're doing a Good. better job than anyone else in the market, at least this year. We raised our sales target uh, three times. Um, we're at least seven times bigger than pre-pandemic, even though we're in the travel industry. Um, and we have, we're closing in on 100 staff members right now. Amazing. And we can't recruit fast enough. So things, things are going really well. And the industry That's is booming incredible. as well. I mean, Airbnb did yeah. an IPO during a pandemic, and and as I'm sure you know, if you try to rent a cottage, it's it's not it's not an easy job to just no, go and not rent it. easy. So you know, I will have to tell you one thing, Marcus. I love your branding. I love the flow of the website. Everything is just it's on point. Like the fonts, uh, the you if it feels like from the top to bottom, you continue to get more and more excited for the information. That's what I felt. Then, thank you very much. But I, I have to say it's, it's a bit, uh, maybe, maybe I'm giving up business secrets here. I hope the competitors yeah. aren't listening, but it's, we're cheating <laughs> a bit on the website. Our, our marketing, uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, we had to let our entire marketing staff go. And yeah. pretty much everything you see in marketing is built by the, the founders, including the website. Wow. And, and I think that's something that that is, uh, I, I can say it here because I know that it's very hard to replicate because founders are busy people. Yeah. And if some competitors are yeah. listening there, I'm sure 
even if though you wanted to build a website yourself, it's something that you may not have the time for because it takes many years yeah. to get a get a good website. But thank you, I appreciate the compliment. No, no problem. Yeah, I wouldn't even worry about competition. Competition is is a beautiful thing, you know. So do your thing, and it's working. So uh, you know, kudos to you. Um, so do you find what are your what are your your most of your clientele is it Airbnb or is it people that have their own private locations that they, they use your platform for outside of it's, Airbnb? It, it's honestly a, a mix of everything. So our, our typical clients would have either they own multiple properties. Some of them own only one um, or they own multiple properties, but they also manage on behalf of their friends and family and some of them are really professional. I can name one client that we have. They have over 200 full-time staff, and they manage oh, over 8,000 individual properties in six and different you countries. Use, and they use your platform for it. Exactly. So they use us nice. to advertise these properties, to set the correct rates, uh, the right uh, parameters for marketing them, and then we upload them to places like Airbnb, Verbo, Expedia, and Booking.com. Okay, so what would be your number one benefit than someone I know the one would be is that if you just post it on Airbnb and allow them to market it for you is is one thing, right? But using your platform, you distribute it to different platforms, that's a benefit. But other than that, is there what's what's a major benefit that they have than uh, posting it directly on these sites than using you guys. So uh, just related. So that's one aspect of the business. You're talking about marketing, how to how to sell the product, or in other words, how to yes. get people to book. So that's Rented. something that our platform helps with. And um, and I'd say the main benefit is that you can get your properties distributed faster to multiple places. So instead of you know, spending an afternoon getting it set up on Airbnb, you can spend an afternoon yeah. on Hostaway and get it set up on, on five or 10 different platforms. But still, that's only marketing. Then you have all the other aspects of your business. You got to manage your staff. You got to do accounting. Yeah. Uh, you got to do the sales. Sometimes people ask, yeah. hey, can I bring my dog? Or do you, is the swimming pool heated? What's the temperature? Now, that's a sales funnel. And when you want to yeah. scale that, you need a CRM. Now, that's what our software provides. Then uh, a lot of our customers, they want to build their own website because they have something unique as keywords that Airbnb never can copy. And that's usually mm. their location. So if they're around a small lake, let's say Angel Wing Lake, then mm -hmm. when people Google Angel Wing Lake Cottages, if you own Angel Wing linglakecottages.com, you're going to be higher up than anyone else who doesn't yeah. have those words in their title. Yes. And that's why you want your own booking website, hmm. especially if you got a competitor around the same lake who doesn't have that domain. Yeah. Yes. And, um, and then, you know, as you scale up, you're going to manage your cleanings. You've got to manage your staff. You do all staff. of that with us. And then there's a lot of, a lot of different tools out there. We've got over 100 softwares on our marketplace. For example, smart locks. You've got to change the door code for every guest, and you want that automatically. Then you want it automated Amazing. so that the guest receives some, uh, a door code. Yeah, in the best example, you just send the same message to every guest. You say, hey, yeah. hello, guest. Your phone number, the last four digits of your phone number, that's the door code. Simple. Welcome. Yeah. Simple, yeah.
That's beautiful. Yeah, so it's uh, and, a very, and that's something very... that the yeah. Sorry, go ahead. It's okay. It's okay. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's something that the OTAs can't offer because they're they're essentially just marketing channels, and some of them do the entire transaction. A bit like Uber or Amazon, Airbnb, for example, they yeah. do the entire transaction. So the guest yes. is not actually booking the cottage; they're buying a service from Airbnb.com. But other yeah. than that, that's just marketing and sales. To run a business, yeah. you need everything else, everything, as well, and that's what yeah. our, our platform provides. And and the detailed features like the law code is 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 a great feature, you know, because especially for that example that you said about the two hundred doors, um, you know, it would be so much easier for it to just have it saved that it automates that part, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, and the, the industry that we're in is, you know, on one hand travel, but on the other hand real estate, and those two are first of all very old industries. I mean. The, the whole concept of Airbnb of staying in someone's home, 5,000 years ago, if you trekked through Europe, you could knock on someone's door and ask if you could stay. So the business model is, is yeah. very, very old. Um, mm. But they're also the two industries that have been really revamped. I mean, the whole idea of travel agencies, even 20 years ago, it was completely changed. When suddenly you didn't go into a store, but you booked your own trips online. And it wasn't the offline services moving to online. It was the consumer behavior changed. You didn't want someone else to tell you which hotel to stay at. You wanted to do your own research. So mm -hmm. not only was it a digitization, it was also a complete change of consumer behavior. And then the same thing with, uh, with real estate. Today, you can book any home anywhere thanks to, thanks to Airbnb and, and the other OTAs. And that's something that wasn't really possible 25 years ago. You had to know people mm -hmm. to know where to get a cottage or use your family cottage or your cousin's cottage. Mm. So OTA stands for? Online travel agency. So that oh, would okay. be Airbnb, Expedia, Booking.com. Those are the big names. Yeah. So what is your plan now with this? Like this, it sounds incredible. It sounds big and it sounds like it has a potential to become something like even bigger than Expedia, right? So well, what are the plans for the next two, three, uh, five years? That's a, that's a great question. I mean, what, one of the things that we, we really have enjoyed on this journey is how going through that whole circle of creating a category that didn't exist when we started. And um, just, just to give one example, when we got started today, if you ask Airbnb, they'll say, they won't say that you should use Hostaway, but they will say that we have 28 preferred partners. And here's the list. And these are the software companies that we recommend. And Hostaway is one of them. But then you have Amazing. Verbo, and they have a list of elite partners. And there's 10 of them. And then when you cross-reference those, you get only a couple of them. And we're one of those who are, who are both there. But back when we started these companies didn't want any partnerships. They didn't want to share their piece of cake with anyone. So we had massive barriers of entry. So we've gone through all of that. And one of the things we learned is that, and this I think applies to every single startup, especially the ones at the early stage, they all think they're unique, that the solutions mm -hmm. that all the other companies found won't work for them. For example, mm -hmm. work harder, work smarter, do this, do that. They think, oh, but that doesn't work for us because we're different. And yes, 
every yeah. startup is different. But on the other hand, those solutions right. actually work. Yeah. But usually the solutions so, are not the answers an entrepreneur wants to hear because it involves no. a lot of money and hard work. Yes. So are you guys running any TV ads or billboards or anything like that or newspaper ads? Or? That's a really good question. We, we, uh, I, I think in, in 2016, a friend of mine went to London and on the subway, they saw an ad that said, are you traveling a lot? Would you like to rent out your home and earn extra income as you travel? And that was an ad by our customer in the London tube. Really? And yes. And that was in 2016. And that was really exciting for us because we we realized that this this industry is big enough to have have ads like that. But I think still for being a software I mean, unless HubSpot and Pipedrive has TV ads, then probably we won't because we're, we're like those companies, but they serve a lot of different industries. You know, mm -hmm. an accountant can use HubSpot. Someone selling sports event tickets or sponsorships, yeah. they, they can use HubSpot. We, we can use HubSpot. Yeah, I use HubSpot. Software. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a, there's a very yeah. wide variety. Whereas our software mm -hmm. is limited. You know, if you mm. if you're an it's entrepreneur and you you yeah, if you're paying people's homes, our software isn't the right software for you. But if no, you rent them no, out on Airbnb, so. then we're the right software. So I think yeah, we're yeah, a bit yeah. far away from TV ads just uh, just mm. yet because it's okay. we don't have any anything facing the consumer. No. Airbnb has, no. you know, the consumer would go on Airbnb.com and book a place, but we, we don't have anything towards consumer. We're strictly B2B. So are, are there any, any plans to kind of diversify, you know, by uh, helping people acquire real estate, like funding or, or, you know, interior design, like anything, are you thinking anything outside of this realm, something complementing what you do? Absolutely. There is uh, an endless amount of opportunities. Opportunities. And that's, yeah. I that, love that uh, word. It's really, really exciting. Uh, the, the way we have done it so far, because becoming the market leader, even if it's a niche market, it's, it's not exactly easy because it's, it's like juggling a million balls. And, and you drop one, you're going to drop the rest. So you, you need to keep juggling. The way... We started looking at these opportunities is we, we started building a marketplace. This was over five years ago. We said, okay, this is going to be it. But especially in 2020, we said, okay, we're going to launch our marketplace. It was being built for many years, but it wasn't launched. So we now have a marketplace with over 100 different providers. So there's payment processing, there's insurance, there's uh, pricing algorithms, there's people who will build you, uh, build you a custom website. They'll design your home. Uh, pretty much any any add-on services you you might want uh, is is there on the marketplace, and we do that to measure the, the demand. And and many of uh -huh. those we never want to expand into. I can give an yeah. example. We we have we have a partner called Price Labs, and it's very popular among our our customers. Uh, they all they do is they measure. In real time, they measure who is booking where and how many properties are available at what mm. prices. And then they mm. give you, if, if you're one place Estimate. or a thousand, they give you the perfect pl price for every night. 
and they do that. We're integrated, so they upload it into our system, and we distribute it to the world. So uh, they, they just raised thirty million. Yeah, and they just raised thirty million. Amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's a it's a big industry, and there's a lot of opportunities. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that we would be interested in pursuing all of everything. Them. Yeah, of course. Whatever, you know, obviously you're going to gain the data with that marketplace, right? Is that marketplace built into the dashboard, into the software? Yes, it is. And we, we have a strict requirement of, of having uh, an integration in place so that it provides value for the software, for the, for the user of the software. Mm. So how did you, how did you get into this, Marcus? Like how, like, what were you doing? Like right before saying, Oh, I'm doing this. Like, like what was the series of events or what was the situation circumstance or there was no circumstance. It just came to you. Like, what is the story behind this? So I, I worked, I, I graduated school quite late. I think I was 26 years old. Uh, and I, I worked in, in startups for about eight years in mostly in europe uh lived in finland poland sweden uh amsterdam nice and i think it was in 2013 was my fun. wife yes yes really really fun <laughs> uh but uh as with, with a lot of places that are really authentic and and fun it's hard for an outsider to get in so mm. we, we learned me and my wife very quickly that we can we can't really be dutch unless we married dutch but we wanted to marry each other so it didn't quite work out and that's one of the reasons why we moved out um now in 2013 my wife got an offer to move to canada we thought huh what's canada let's uh let's find out and i suggested to my job hey how about i continue working from canada and they said no yeah and then in 2000 yeah so we stayed in finland and uh, then in 2015 we got the same offer and i had changed jobs and i went and asked can i do this now and they said uh no no so we decided to move to canada anyway and i got here and i went on a job interview that with a connection i had from finland uh, as a newly landed immigrant and then i got an aptitude test in front of me and it had questions like how many how many ounces are in a gallon the canadian and, uh, <laughs> how many how many yards in a mile and mm. I didn't know anything about the imperial system. I had no idea. I yeah. thought, okay, well, is this something where, that you divide by 12 or maybe you divide by 8? Because you for sure don't divide by 10. It can't be that yeah. simple because that's yeah. the metric system. So it's something else than 10. And I had no idea how these things work, and I didn't get the job. And I thought, well, this really oh, wow. sucks. But, yeah. but you know what's interesting? What if... There was an app that let you rent out real estate around the world. That would be really cool because I had my place in Amsterdam still left, and I thought, what if I put so that when, on Airbnb? So sorry, when when you when they said no to you at that time, it, you know, because you couldn't get that job, you're saying, you know, hmm, why don't I start an app that caters to rental properties? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, first, I just okay. wanted rental income. I just, I just wanted oh, okay. some income because it's, it's hard, you know, to be without money. Yeah, of course. And then I started looking into it, and I found out that that Airbnb can't actually do that. I can rent out. My, I can put advertise my place in um, yeah. in Amsterdam on Airbnb, 
But when it's time to let the guest in, Airbnb doesn't do that. When it's uh, when it's time to fix a broken toilet, Airbnb doesn't do that. When it's time to clean the home, Airbnb doesn't do that. Wow, you come when something everything. goes wrong when the guest steals something, Airbnb doesn't do that. And and I get it because it's a it's a marketplace. It's a yeah. If you place an ad uh, in on Craigslist, you know, to sell a guitar, Craigslist doesn't come That's and it. pick up the guitar yeah, from your basement yeah, and I give it, it to the buyer. No, you have to do all the work. Mm-hmm. And that's when I thought there must be an app for that. And I was amazed to find out that there wasn't any app for that. I later found out that the whole idea of having an app for manual labor was a bit stupid because it hasn't been done in any other industries. But what I did find out was incredibly exciting. I found out that actually the companies doing exactly that, they're called property managers. And there's a lot of yeah. them. And the whole view that I had and the, the image and brand of Airbnb back in 2015 was that it was a amateur platform where people make some extra money on the side by renting out a spare bedroom. That's what I thought it was. And mm-hmm. It turns out reality was everything else. It was professional property mm-hmm. managers operating with semi-professional or even professional investors managing you know, 20, 40, 100, 500 units. And there were thousands of them. So I, in, I started interviewing them. And just in Toronto, I interviewed 40 property managers. One of them, I remember, he had over 100 apartments, but not even in Canada. He had them in Paris, France. And his partner was on foot in Paris, and he was in Regent Park in, in Toronto. And that wow. was just you made his mind-blowing. Yeah. And that's when, when I started realizing that this, this industry, if I didn't know it, because my hobby is real estate, if I didn't know it's like this, that means there's a lot of other people that don't realize how it works either. So yeah. I started reaching out to to my network to find co-founders, and I found two fantastic co-founders, technical, and then one who had had the network to raise raise capital and knowledge of how to do legal and financial. Mm-hmm. Um, and then then we set out on, on a journey. Wow. Well, now let me ask you, Marcus, from that moment till now, how many properties do you own now? Me? I, I got six. Amazing. But so I, don't, I don't rent out any on on airbnb to be honest i i tried this summer i tried to rent out my home because i spent i spent august in montreal and it was absolutely amazing because we we like best time best time yeah montreal is the best time in august yeah and we, we tried to rent out our home through a property manager and they eventually backed out last minute they said there's too many things mm-hmm. here their guests are gonna have high requirements and it just mm-hmm. it's not worth the risk uh so it's mm-hmm. because the rates are so high right now that you need to meet much higher requirements so you can't just take an ordinary home let's say my home is is just like all my neighbors homes it has its own problems for example adjusting the temperature on the shower well you need to know exactly how to do it and then there's uh, there's some trimmings on some walls that aren't perfect they mm. probably need to repaint a wall here mm. and there and mm. then i think we we don't have a big freezer uh, you know every home is is unique but the type 
of experience that the travelers expect today, they don't want a unique home. They really mm. don't. What they want is standardized. They want everything to work. And if they're paying a luxury price, it needs to be luxury. That means everything needs yeah. to work. So renting out your, let's say, authentic home is not a yes. good selling point anymore today. Uh-huh. Because that was at least, you know, pre-pandemic, that was something that people, they wanted a local experience, which meant, let's say, if you go to Spain, if you're from the U.S. and you go to Spain or Italy, you're going to be missing items in the home that you're used to. But that's Mm -hmm. okay because it's an authentic, let's say you go to Italy, you get a real Italian experience. Mm -hmm. But that's no longer okay at these prices. You need a real, let's say, elevated experience. The expectations are higher. Higher, yes. The audience, please just listen to Marcus here, man. Like, you know, he had trouble, right? He had challenges. And in those challenges, he found an an opportunity, like follow the trail. And from that opportunity, he... He's probably resourceful from beforehand, but he became more resourceful, found the right people, and put all this together. You know, like, isn't creating, creation is like an art. When you look at people like like Marcus, you can see that painting, and you can see it, and you can hear it in his voice, that it's just beautiful art. Like, if you actually paint his life, and it'll be like a beautiful art, how he came into this world of success with this platform and what he's doing and he has a niche that he's catering he's making it simplified you know when you're renting out properties these little things these codes and and the, the issues with the property when you have to go out and and take care of it, or you're calling people can you get there i'll get there in 24 hours kind of thing he is is taking care of it with this kind of idea and this platform so if you guys are thinking something like this, become resourceful. Sorry, Marcus, I just had to put that in there because I, I really got excited about that story. Thank you. That's that's very good to hear. I could hear the passion in your voice as well. But I, I want to yeah. remind just the, the entrepreneurs out there that it's, you know, if you if you have all the resources available to start a start a business, you know, you got the network, you got the money, you got mm-hmm. the skills, the knowledge. I've never seen that work. Uh, it's, it's very rare. There, there's a couple of ex- uh, exceptions. Uh, I think Stripe is a great example of that, where you have two brothers mm-hmm. who only have $5 million each on the bank account, and they're able to bootstrap this great business. But you know, they, that's the exception. What I've seen rather with, with entrepreneurs and especially successful first-time entrepreneurs is they're missing something. Either they're missing the experience, they have to learn everything from scratch, uh, or they're missing the money that's needed to start a business, or they're missing something else. And in our case, we, about- we missed a lot of things, and it made us so mm-hmm. much stronger that we had to find, we, we had to battle yeah. the windmills like, like nobody else. But that's resourcefulness, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's because what teaches resourcefulness- you to use resource, resources yes. in the right way. And the less yes. you have, the better you can get better. at using yes. them. Yeah, and I, I think the foundational thing that we, we missed here is the mindset. Because if you don't believe, if you're not going to, if you feel like, you know, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I can do it, you know, maybe the, the victim mindset or the limited mindset, whatever it is, 
you know, many people don't even take that first step to even try being resourceful, right? So I feel mindset is like a foundation, right? And definitely you you had a, a great mindset about this this idea. I get really excited. I love this stuff when I hear it. That's actually one of the passions here is that I love bringing people on with this kind of story and and sharing it with people. So, you know, if there's any property managers in, in, uh, listening to this, anybody who owns rental properties, doing the nitty gritty, getting, you know, their hands dirty, get it, be, feeling that frustration of managing the properties, you have the answer here. So, um, Marcus, I also like to ask um, what your, what you feel your inner superpower is that got you to this point in your life. That's a really good, good question. One, I, I actually asked that question from my father because at some point I was really, really confused because it seemed like everything was just going right when when it had been going wrong for for thirty years, yeah. and then suddenly it started yes, yes. going right. And, yeah. and I asked him, "What? You know, I have no idea what's happening." And he said, "Yeah, well, everything that you've told me over the last ten years." It's as if you have been planting these seeds and they didn't grow, but now they're all growing at the same time. And I asked, what seeds are those? And he said, well, those are the seeds of luck. You, you haven't been lucky at all. You have been so focused on planting these seeds that will grow in the future that you think you're lucky now because you're successful. But that's not the case. I've seen this. I've seen the struggle and I've seen how you have been planting the seeds of luck your entire life. And now it's paying off. It's time to reap what you saw. Mm, and and yeah. I think that's, that was really inspiring because it, yeah. I don't like luck at all. Because if you get successful yeah. because you're lucky, if you win the lottery, well, yeah. bad luck can hit you just as easy. But if you, if yeah. you have a long-term goal that you're working towards that eventually will work out, then if you have been working on it for decades, it's much less likely that someone's going to come and take that away. Mm. So let me ask you a question. All the times that things didn't work out, what would you rate your belief system, your belief about those projects from 1 to 10, 1 being the weakest, 10 being the highest, and then give me your belief on this project, 1 being the lowest, 10 being the highest? I I only do do extremes, uh, if, which is which is a very good benefit when you're when you're leading a company above a certain threshold. Let's say above ten employees or above fifty employees, and mm. and the company is successful. Suddenly, being black black or white is really good. Um, when you're unsuccessful or leading a small team, then being black and white is uh, can be can be quite disastrous but i'm always black and white so i'm going to say when when things go wrong on a on a scale from one to ten it's always a one it's never there, there is absolutely no but your inner no belief hope. so your belief, belief when you went into yeah well your belief about those projects that didn't work out what if you remember back then what what rating would you give your belief about that project when you went into it I think and every when project, when, when I go into it, I will only go in if the belief is 10. So they all were 10, uh, even this one and the previous ones that didn't work out? Yes. 
when when you go okay. in and then but but the downside there is you get beaten double hard because if you say maybe it'll work out maybe it doesn't then if it doesn't yeah, you you're already it. prepared but but you know the yeah. one of the most magical things that i never ever understood but people kept repeating it in business school and mentors and and other mm-hmm. uh, startups is you got to aim high because mm-hmm. if you hit your target then the higher you aimed the 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 more rewards yeah. you will get well i don't know mm-hmm. what the exact saying is but but basically yeah, we yeah. were aiming too low at the beginning of our our company mm-hmm. and okay and and even that big, low big. it was it was unrealistic to meet it, you know, to reach yeah. break even. Even when that you need was to invest. big. Yes. But even yeah. <laughs> now, looking back, it was way too low. We were way... Yeah. Because yeah. it, was, it was so fast, the movement, when we started suddenly not only hitting the goals after failing for many years and not even being close, to suddenly hitting the goals and then succeeding them. That was very confusing. Amazing. And then I, I realized that... We hit them because we had those goals and we were more focused on reaching them. But what if we have set them yeah. even higher? Yeah. Maybe we'd have well, hit you them still have time. too. Yeah? Yeah, like you still have this. It's time to like revisit those goals and you had those detailed goals as well. That makes a big difference when you have a detailed goal because the reason why I can assume that is because of the resourcefulness that you went through and putting people together you you must have had a detailed goal for you to be able to even become that resourceful to put those those pieces in in, in the right place. So, um, you know, maybe it's time to look at it again and and do something you know much much bigger. Absolutely, we we raised You're our sales roll. targets four four times this year. I mean, the entire year Good. sales targets. Awesome, love it. They, they are raised four times, so Perfect. almost every second wow. month because we're we're hitting the targets too fast amazing well marcus yeah. i'll tell you man i'm i'm so grateful that you came on this show you know i you uplifted me you inspired me you um you 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 make me feel good because this information is going out to the public and someone out there is going to hear this and it might make a world of difference to that person what you shared today and and I'm grateful and I'm thankful and, and for you to come on this show and make the time and and spread and allow me to spread your message and help you with this. Well, thank you very much for for having me. It's uh, it's been really no fun. Problem. No problem. No problem. And audience, again, love you guys. Just continue to engage, share the episode. Marcus's information is going to be in the show notes. Get in touch with him. Check out his platform. Check out the design. Let me know. Message me. Comment. Tell me. DM me. Whatever. Tell me what you think about that website. Like I I shared what I thought about the website. So you guys share as well because it it uplifted me. It got me excited as much as more and more I went down that website, the more excited I got because of the colors and the fonts and everything. So definitely uh, engage, allow us, uh, share with us what you think, get in touch with Marcus. And again, we all appreciate you very much and go out there, take action, learn from Marcus And thank you. And thank you, Marcus. Thank you as well.